Hi, I'm Simone W. Johnson-Smith, and welcome to the Immigrant Experience in America. Are you a professional new to the United States and struggling to monetize the expertise you brought across the seas? Are you feeling misunderstood and out of touch because you're struggling to understand the unstated rules of the American culture? Each week, we'll take an in-depth look at the positive contributions immigrants are making to the American culture, marketplace, and life. Our intention is to serve as a bridge from your culture to the American culture, giving you a roadmap of tools and the language to understand the unstated rules of the American culture. Let's get started. I'm wondering, your story seems to be highlighted by the entrepreneurial experience. I'm wondering what it, what opportunities or maybe challenges that may have come along, you know, as you started this business and, um, you know, working through from a recession from the 2008, now we're in another one right now. They're, mm-hmm. they're saying that we're, you know, on the brink of another re- recession. How did you get through some of the challenges and getting your business up and running and opportunities that helped you to become profitable? Definitely. Um, you know, I mean, by nature, I am very introverted. Uh, I'm very shy and uh, inward looking more than, uh, you know, not the uh, type of person who finds um, talking coming to me very easily. Uh, first of all, I mean, English is an adopted language for me. Uh, even though uh, my education was in English, uh, my primary language is not English. So, and when you come to a new country, it's not just a language, it's also culture-based language where some of the usages are so different. Uh, for example, I uh, briefly worked in uh, Texas where one of my colleagues used to tell me, I'm fixing to go for this program. And I was like, um, okay, what do you need to fix to go for this program? And then he started laughing and saying, no, 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 I don't need to fix anything. I'm planning to go for this program. And it's a way of saying in Texas, you know, I'm fixing to go for this program. So, um, you know, when you go to, even though you think you know the language, uh, I'm more uh, speaking the Queen's English more than the American English. And even American English, you know, it uh, varies from place to place. So, um when you start your business and things like that, you know, this kind of questions always kind of bothers you. I mean, am I saying the right, the right thing? Uh, uh, am I doing the right thing? This kind of questions always comes to you. I think a lot needs to be said about the community that I am currently here uh, in Pasadena, California. This is one of the best, most welcoming communities that one can find. My first client was offered to me uh, by a care manager that I met in one of the networking meetings. So in the networking meetings, when I go, there were a lot of other uh, established home care agencies and they know everybody and they know what to talk. Um, They know the trade. I didn't. And it was quite awkward for me when I, come face to face with um, a care manager in this case, you know, I just didn't know what to say. I just introduced myself and said, I just got into this business. I'm brand new. 
that's how I introduced. And in one of the networking meetings, much later on, when we were, you know, you, you everybody has a 60 second elevator pitch to tell about themselves. And I said, um, you know, my name is Sam Gopanathan. I'm with uh, New Wave Home Care. I am brand new to this business. And I know nothing about this business. But I am willing to learn. So after the meeting, quite a few people came to me and said, Sam, that is really bold for you to say that you know nothing. Why did you do that? I said, you know, number one, I want to be honest. I don't want to tell you that I know this without me knowing it. I just want you to know that I'm being honest. Number two, when the cup is empty, you have a lot more room to fill in it. So I'm willing to learn. I got a lot of positive feedback even though I was expressing my limitations in that meeting. And that told me something, you know, you don't have to pretend to be somebody else. You have to be you. And if you don't know something, you don't know something. You don't know that. I mean, you don't, it's, it's okay. Nobody's going to nail you to the wall because you didn't know uh, X, Y, Z. What is important is, if you didn't know it, are you willing to learn it? Now you're willing to do it. And quite, uh, I mean, I learned this quite fast, where if you didn't know something, you're able to learn it faster than if you know something. Because you had to unlearn what you know and then relearn the correct way. So for me, learning actually was a lot faster because I didn't know anything. I had a clean slate. Back to the care manager who offered me my first client. I was very honest and upfront with uh, her. I said, thank you for offering this client to me. But I want you to know that I'm terrified also. Because I don't want to let you down. And I just want to do it right. And um, her name is Lorraine Cummings. Uh, she's a social worker, case manager, uh, care manager in this neighborhood. She actually, in some sense, adopted me, taught me a lot. And she said, what I like in you is you were being honest about where you are. You didn't try to make up a story about what you didn't know and try to impress me. You just came clean. And I really accept that honesty. So honesty and integrity is so crucial in our business. I'm sure it's in any business. I just wanted to highlight that because in this community, I really benefited because of my honesty and integrity. I got a lot of support and that's really what helped me build my business too because the elderly population is the most vulnerable population. I learned that 
all the professionals who are in this business who has the ability to refer a client to you, they look for somebody whom they can trust, somebody who has the integrity, somebody who's reliable, dependable. That's really what everybody needed. I was able to quickly identify these key parameters, build a business with this as the core, integrity, reliability, dependability. That's really what was the core of my business. And back to the previous uh, story I said about tsunami where I learned communication is connecting, connecting is caring. That became the central theme of building the business. So I am here today where I am. I'm very happy, very blessed to be here where I am. But I think a lot of gratitude goes to how open and accepting the community has been. And I also have been blessed with a wonderful team in office where they were able to execute the philosophy that I believed in. That way, it, it was not just a philosophy locked at the top. It is a philosophy that flowed through to every levels of our business. So uh, that's really something that I'm very grateful about. Wonderful, wonderful. Um, thank you for sharing so deeply. I'm wondering, um, you know, as you've lived here for a number of years now, what did you find shocking or biggest areas of adjustment, whether it's culture, whether it's um, a religious, whether it's, um, you know, the language could be, what was it, the thing that was like the biggest area of adjustment for you or you found shocking? The biggest area of adjustment is to understand America for what it is. And I'll explain, explain what I mean by it. We all form some opinion in our mind about this is what America is. And in my case, and in a lot of my friends' case, you know, we see all these movies in, uh, in movies from Hollywood, and <laughs> we tend to believe that's what America is all about, right? The truth is so far away from that. It's anything but that. America is not Hollywood. America has a distinct culture, a very distinct fabric to it. And I hear a lot of people saying that here in this culture, we don't take care of the elderly and things like that. Actually, that is not true. I have been very fortunate to interact with some really good, caring families who wanted the best for their parents. And that's not something you read in the uh, you know, books. That's not something you uh, see in the movies or uh, in the conversations. We all hear constantly saying that in the best people don't have time for their parents. Uh, and I have seen the truth is anything but that. The other learning factor for me has been, you know, I mean, we constantly call uh, you know, I mean, like, for example, India, we call it a third world country. And maybe true, too. But 
inside of US, there are third world countries inside of US. And it's actually shocking. Actually yeah. shocking. Yeah. You know, there are, uh, you know, I mean, I have traveled extensively inside US and you come across people with such uh, dark beliefs, um, blind faith, uh, you know, their perspectives reflect that of a third world country. So even though we see US as a developed country, which it is, it's no different from uh, the experience you would get uh, sometimes when you go to different parts of US. The experience can be um, very comparable to the experience when one is traveling to a third world country. Uh, you can see extreme level of illiteracy in US. You can see extreme level of ignorance in US. So uh, my learning has been, you know, it's not uh, a single color that you get to see. You, you see all the colors, different shades. Uh, so rather than being opinionated about this is what it is, I think what it really taught me is keep an open mind. You see the good and you see the not so good. I think you should be in a position to welcome both with an equal open heart. Okay, okay. Is there anything about the U.S. that was completely different from the way things are done in India that you found shocking or, you know, just so different? <laughs> you know, in, in a positive sense, I would say, uh, you know, um, a lot of my uh, friends back home, family back home saying that, oh, you're doing this business in the U.S., you could do the same business in India. Why don't you? And the answer to me is, I would never be able to do the same business back home in India. Mm -hmm. uh, here, the uh, systems and processors are very transparent. Um, and you're able to do it. I mean, whether you like some of the uh, processes or not, but at least it's very transparent. Whereas uh, back home, for me, even to get the simplest of the job done, it'll take days, if not week. A simple example I would say is registering a new company. Let's say you want to start a new company, you want to start an S Corp or an LLC, or whatever it is. It's very simple. You either go to your attorney or you go to your CPA and uh, you know the paperwork, whatever needs to be completed, and then they're able to take care of that for you. It's very simple. The same, uh, starting a company back in India, it's a process that is so complex. By the end of third month, you might actually give up on the idea of starting a business. Or to purchase a home, the whole process of purchasing a home in US is so simple and streamlined. Today, I wouldn't even know how to buy a home back home in India. So it's quite different. So what I like here is the structured way uh, we are able to do things here in U.S. as compared to, and it's changing back home, but want to just appreciate uh, the ease of doing business here. And there's a reason why, uh, uh, you know, uh, U.S. is the number one economy in the world, because if you want to do something here, it's not difficult. It's very straightforward. You can do if you want to do it. 
Yes, and I've heard I've heard others echo same the same sentiment sentiment, and I've <laughs> have been you know looking into the business uh, arena myself and found it quite easy to to actually just form an LLC or to do something and and start um, pursuing that. So I would agree with you. Um, how do you with your busy life? How do you plan for rest and self care? I love gardening. You know, I grow a lot of fruits and vegetables. And so when I'm not working, I'm playing in the dirt in my garden. So that's my meditation. I mean, I, I do meditate every day in the morning. I, I wake up at about 4.30 every day and uh, I complete my meditation. Um, it really helps me, grounds me to what uh, I need to do during the day. During the weekend, I'm busy playing in the dirt. I I love growing things. And um, so I have a beautiful forest in the backyard of my home, I would say. But in, in this tiny backyard, I have about 11 fruiting trees and, uh, you know, scores of vegetables. So about 150, 200 pounds of vegetables I grow every year and maybe more of fruits I grow every year. Okay, so gardening keeps gardening. you grounded and resting away from your busy schedule. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering then, you know, what has kept you motivated over the years and has it been worth it migrating from your motherland to an, now an adopted country? It has been. It has been very fulfilling. Uh, even though I didn't realize it, I always had the desire to be an entrepreneur. I realized my entrepreneurial spirit when I joined Ford in India. This was back in 1996. So Ford was returning to US, I mean, sorry, Ford was returning to India after a gap of 50 years. India used to be a closed economy and now India started opening up again and uh, so when Ford came back to India, it was starting as a greenfield site. There's nothing. Everything has to be started from ground up. I was hired as the service parts operations manager. And I had to set up uh, the warehouse. I had to hire um, uh, people to, um, you know, work in the warehouse. I had to construct the warehouse, select the software. So I had to do the whole nine years uh, to get it done. And I had a lot of help doing it, but that's when I realized my uh, true entrepreneurial spirit. You know, I was able to um, get going and get things done. And in 96, when I joined Ford, I was the 16th employee. And in 2000, when I left Ford, we had almost about 5,000 employees. And even after I left you, uh, Ford and came to U.S., I think deep inside, I had this desire of starting something on my own. I was able to do it here. And uh, now 13 years into the business, definitely I'm feeling very motivated because 
lives depend on what we do. And COVID, as an example, if you look at it, at that time I realized uh, the size of my family is almost 500 or more. I have to take care of my clients. I have to take care of my caregivers. I had to take care of my admin staff, their families to protect them so that, uh, you know, everybody is safe. You know, it's not just protecting my client that's good enough. If I don't protect my caregivers, they are not able to come to work. My client is at risk. So I had to protect my, protect my caregivers. I had to protect my caregivers' family. Um, so you feel very honored that what we do not just makes a difference to the lives of our clients, but makes difference to the life of the staff that works for you. The, the family, I kind of feel like head of family of about 500 plus, and it's such an honor uh, to do that. I'm able to visit my uh, home country as often as I want. So never have I felt that I left my home country. So it's good of both worlds. I'm uh, able to succeed in what I do here. I'm able to keep my relation with my home country. So I'm really having the best time of my life. So that keeps me motivated to continue. Yes, that's awesome. That's awesome. The best of both worlds. And I think that's all could be said to of most immigrants is that's what they hope to come here and to take advantage of the opportunities to be successful and then to have the best of both worlds to go and come and to enjoy both places and to be able to add value to both as well. Absolutely. You don't have to discard one to adopt another. You could actually uh, do well with both the uh, you know, options that we have. So I'm wondering, you know, with um, your successes, it is said that success leaves clues and I'm wondering from when you first arrived, you know, what do you know now that you wish you knew at the start of your immigrant journey? And what would you say to new people who are coming in today about how to make this a successful place? First and foremost, you know, keep an open mind. Um, do not, uh, you know, come into a new place with a preconceived opinion or a preconceived notion about what it's going to be, what's uh, what to expect and things like that. I think if you keep an open mind, you are able to see things for what it is and enjoy the process. Be willing to learn and be authentic. And in terms of the authenticity, you know, the story that comes to my mind, and I have used this every day of my life is uh, that of Arnold Schwarzenegger. When he was trying out for the movies, initially he got a lot of feedback saying that, man, you have some thick acts and you've got to work on that. Others, you're not going to get anywhere uh, in your career as an, as an actor. He used his thick accent as, as a success point. He made that appealing to people rather than trying to be somebody that he is not. He chose to be authentic. His speaking, the accent is what it is. 
And that goes for all of us. You don't have to be an American. You can be you. And America, what I have experienced is people are so open and willing to accept you as you are. On the other hand, if you try to be somebody else other than you are, you're going to confuse everyone. <laughs> They'll be looking at you. They can't figure you out, right? I'd much rather encourage anybody who's coming into the country to be honest and be yourself. Yes, yes, yes. To show up as their true immigrant self and add the value that that they bring to the table, right? Exactly. I mean, there is a charm and a beauty in being who you are. Be proud of that. And like you said, what really matters is the value you bring to the table. So you can be you, um, you can be your authentic self and focus on adding value to whatever you're doing and that it will be appreciated in this country. And that's my personal experience. Wonderful. That's great to hear, sir. So I wonder how do people find your services? Um, how do they find new ways? How do they get in touch with you? if they want to collaborate on a business level or support, patronize your business? You know, I mean, I'll give you my website address. You know, you can look me up on newwavehomecare.com. I'll spell it out. N-A-W-W-A-V-E-H-O-M-E. C-A-R-E, newwavehomecare.com. And uh, also you can reach me uh, at our office, 888-385-9898. Once again, it's 888-385-9898. And anybody has any questions about um, something I can help with, I'll be really happy to help. Awesome. And we'll be sure to include the link for the website and that number um, in the show notes for everyone who might be interested in connecting with your services. Thank you. Thank you, sir. So thank you. I'll call if it's okay. I'll go ahead and just call you Sam because I don't want to butcher your last name. (laughs) Thank you. Um, thank you, Simon. Uh, it's really a pleasure to, uh, you know, talk to you and thank you for having me on your show. Yes, I enjoyed the journey and uh, you're a very, uh, I, the word that comes to mind is deep. I, I could feel the journey and, and the lessons that your mom passed on to you being a spiritual woman herself. And thank you for the value that you are adding to our United States and and representing uh, your country and the part of India where you're from very well. Thank you very much. Tune in next week for another episode of The Immigrant Experience in America. As this is a new podcast, we welcome any and all support. If you have not done so already, subscribe on the Apple Podcast app, Google Podcast app, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. You can also support us by completing a five-star rating and review. 
and sharing our podcast with your friends, family, and circle of influence.